Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hello, friends. Welcome to Wednesday night. Uh, Good news Wednesday night. And uh, hope you're doing well. I know that I miss a lot seeing you, a lot of you, on Sunday, but uh, we know you'll get back sooner or later. But tonight I just want to talk to you. Uh, something that's been on my heart for some time about, and uh, it, it continually comes back under my heart about things that we are going through in this day and this age, that we're called for such a time as this. We're called to run our race to, well, to the full with passion and uh, how we need the church today, how we need each one of you that are called by Christ to live a life that's pleasing unto him. I, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've preached this message a number of times, but like I said, it comes back up to me many times. How would you like to run your life with zeal and passion to finish your race? That's, that's what we need to do, and we need a church that's alive today. We need a, a, an apathetic and complacent church. We need a church that's alive because we're being attacked on all fronts right now in the world and, and especially in our nation. So we need the church to be alive. But in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Therefore, also, since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. Let us run our race with endurance, but also in the, uh, the passionate translation, it says this, lay aside the things that hold us back. What's holding us back today? What's holding the church back from, from uh, evangelizing more people, from winning more people to the kingdom? Then we will be able to run uh, life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out for us. How many of you know God wants us to run our race in this life full out? Paul ran his race full out, and he said that he had finished his race. Amen? We're to finish our race running it full out. But tonight I want to talk to you about passion again. We've mentioned this like I preached it a number of times before. But in Colossians 3, 23 and 24, it's one of my favorite scriptures, It says, whatever you do, (laughs) do it heartily or with all your soul, one rendering says, or passionately as to the Lord and not unto men. Whatever you do. A lot of people have passion for things in life today. They have passion for uh, uh, the things of the world or the things of the flesh. But this says, whatever you do, do it as heartily as unto the Lord. What we do is important and knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been captured, my friends, from the darkness and into the light. Now we're to live our life in such a way that is pleasing unto him. Uh, Jesus hated passivity. He he, he hated that more than those that uh, 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 had other issues, but he hated people that were passive and not spoke speaking out. Passion is about a basic mindset and a heart attitude for embracing life positively and energetically. We're to run our race wide open. We're to be all about Jesus and all about the things of Jesus. Passion is that zeal or that fire and excitement 
and intensity that a person feels on the inside towards the things that are important to them. We're to run our race with passion. That's what God has called us to do today. How we need passionate Christians today. Christians that are not afraid to speak up for the kingdom of God. Passion stirs one to action. Passion is, is powerful. In John 2.15, Jesus uh, uh, drove out the money changers. How many of you know that Jesus had passion? <laughs> we, we hear about the passion of, of the Christ where he went to the cross and obviously that. But he had zeal for what he was doing. It, and he ran out the money changers out and the disciples were amazed. But they remembered in Psalm 69.9, it says, For zeal of, for your house has eaten me up. Jesus was consumed with passion for the house of God. We should be consumed with passion for what's going on now. We ought to have Christ in us is really the hope of glory. Christ in us is the one that can change lives and change people and change nations. Amen? Uh, Matthew 21, 13 says, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Let's not be passionate. Passive. Let's be passionate about the things of God. Let's, let's let Living Word Family Church be a house of prayer. Amen. Especially now in this day and this hour. We're to run with passion. Uh, I just saw the other day, I, I recorded it again, one of my favorite movies, and I mentioned this before, was The Chariots of Fire. It was about Eric Lytle, or Little, as you want to call him, uh, was born in 1902 in Edinburgh, Scotland. And he, was, he won the gold medal in the Olympics in 1924. But his sister, they were Christian, and they, his sister was, uh, uh, he was upset that he was running in races and, and things. But he said this to her, I believe God made me for a purpose, China, but he also made me fast. He said, when I run, I feel his pleasure. When you run for the things of God, when you're running his, the race for him, you can feel his presence and you can feel his pleasure. Whatever we do, whatever is whatever, giving the life that God has given us our all. That's what we should do. So one, whatever includes anything you must do. Well, in Colossians, I just read uh, Colossians 3, but in 18 to 22, Paul talks about whatever you do as parents, as spouses, as, as citizens, as whatever we do in this life, we're to run as unto the Lord. That's the important thing. Whatever includes your gifted to do. In Lytle's case, Eric Lytle's case, he was made for China and made for running. Whatever includes anything you're commanded to do by God. What has God called you to do? Well, he's called us, there's specific things he's called us all to. <laughs> he's called us all to love our neighbor as ourself. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. All your heart, not just part-time. Uh, we're not to be part-time Christians. We're to be full-time Christians in the army of the Lord with all your soul and all your mind. That just about covers everything, doesn't it? And then secondly, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Listen, my friends, it's about the love of God shed abroad in our hearts that will cause others to come to Christ. It's not about our opinions. It's not about our ideas. It's about the love of God. And we're to walk in that love, and that's what we're commanded to do, and that's whatever we're asked to do it as unto the Lord. Love God, love people, love our neighbors.
Amen. Amen. Mark 16 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach the gospel. How many of you would love to win your lost loved ones to Christ? Are you praying about it passionately? Are you, are you witnessing passionately or are you passive and not, and not concerned about what's going on? Number four, whatever includes anything you're called to do by God. What has God called you to do specifically? Maybe, maybe you're out in the workforce somewhere and he's called you to be a certain kind of, uh, maybe you're a carpenter or maybe you're uh, uh, whatever, uh, but he's called you to do something, but he's also called you to be a witness to wherever you go. We're to live in this world, we're to look like us and, and act like him wherever we go. Number one thing in our life should be the presence of, of Christ. Whatever includes fulfilling your purpose. How I many of you know we've been called with a purpose? Every one of us has been called with a purpose and a destiny in the kingdom of God. And that includes we're created for God's pleasure through, through worship and praise and thanksgiving. For his pleasure. We bring him pleasure when we uh, come alongside and pray and, and seek his uh, company and and praise him and magnify him and thank him and give him glory and honor and thanksgiving. How many of you know that gives him great pleasure, the Bible says? We're formed for God's family. <laughs> Intimate fellowship with God's believers, amen, with the church believers. That's why we gather together. That's why it's so hard when we can't get together. How many of you know we're, we're called, we're, uh, when we're united as a group, there's power in that. But we're called in... Uh, to be here together, to help one another, to encourage one another, to pray for one another. And that's why in Hebrews 10, 24 and 5 says, Do not forsake the assembling together of yourselves, especially as that day draws near. What day is that? The return of the Lord. It's, it, it's going to wax evil, more evil and evil until that day. But thank God we can have the church together and we can have the presence of God to help one another through these hard times that we live in. So it's important. We're also included in that whatever is created to be like Christ. How many of you know we're supposed to act like Christ, to live like him, to fill our hearts with the presence of God so we can go about doing good as Christ did, how he went about doing good and healing and delivering all those that were oppressed with the devil. We can do that too. We're called to do that. <laughs> Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. A humble, uh, powerful mind of Christ in us. Amen? Amen. Also, whatever is that we're shaped for serving God. How many of you know we're not too old to serve God? Not too old to do something for the kingdom? It, whatever you do, it, the, the scripture says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. When you do things for the Lord, he rewards you. There'll be a great reward for us someday. And there's, he rewards you here with his, with his pleasure of, of, of being in your heart. We're made for a mission. How many of you know we're made for a mission? We're all evangelists. <laughs> We've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. Eric Lytle says we're all missionaries. Wherever we go, we either bring people closer or nearer to Christ, or we repel them further from Christ. What are we doing today? Listen, we all have a mission field. It can be here, right here in your home, should be in your home, right there in, in, in the neighborhood, on your job, in the Walmarts and the Myers and all the uh, 
other, uh, uh, other uh, places of, did you buy things? It could be anywhere. Wherever you're at, we're called to be evangelists. Evangelists, we're to preach the gospel. As our slogan goes or our saying goes, live the gospel and preach the gospel. But that's what we're supposed to do. But we can't do it with uh, uh, just a pass, uh, passivity of mind. We have to do it with some passion. Uh, most of us like to be around passionate people as long as, <laughs> as, long as they're not crazy. Uh, but uh, the truth of the matter, we like people with passion. I, I do. I like to be people, around people that have, have purpose and passion in their life. Without purpose fueled by passion, nothing in life truly matters. That's, this is what we're talking about tonight. I'm thinking about all that's going on in our nation today, and we're talking a lot about it. Different people are talking about it. And we're finding out more and more that, that uh, we need to pray, we need to seek God, uh, we need to ask Him to help us. Passion. A common definition is a compelling emotion or desire. Passion is the sufferings of Christ on the cross. The cross of Christ points to everything God is passionate about, gave his son for lost humanity. Example of that, Jesus said this in John 4, 34, my food or my meat, my substance, my purpose, my passion is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. 1 John 3.8 says, For this purpose the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? Christ in us has now become that. We're, we're his agents here on earth, and we're to run our race with passion. He never, never once did, did Christ fail. He, he continually moved forward. Purpose filled by passion drove Jesus. It should drive us. One man said this, one little saying, I've read this before, but... A zealous or passionate man in religion is preeminently a person of one thing or a man of one thing. I won't read the whole thing. He burns for one thing, and that one thing is to please God and to advance God's glory. We're to fan the flames of passion. We're to be stirred up and on fire for the things of God. That's a burning desire in our heart to know him. Desire for God is a spark that can ignite into flame. My friends, tonight, we're to stir ourselves. I know I've said this many times, and the joke has always been, uh, Pastor Mike, what's your title? Stir, stir it up, number 334. Listen, we're commanded to do that because there are many distractions. There are many things that get us off course today. Our course is to be run our race with passion. Run our race with endurance. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't sit back and wait for others to do something that you've been called to do. Run it with passion. So we stir ourselves. We stir ourselves to make sure we're not losing that passion that God has put in us for God and for his work. Amen? We, must, we don't want to be like the church at Ephesus in, in Revelation chapter 2, uh, verse 2. The church at Ephesus, they did a lot of things well. You know, that could be the call the Church of, of America now. They're doing a lot of things well. We have a lot of programs and we have a lot of different things. But you know what they said what Jesus said to them? The one thing that he had against them was the most important thing. They had they had lost or left their first love. We sh we mustn't do that. Because when we do that, we you can more or less say we lost our passion to fulfill the plan and purpose that God has for our life. Losing our first love. 
is another way of saying we've lost our passion. Ask yourself tonight, do I have passion for Christ like I once did? You know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that, you, you know, if you don't stoke the fire, if you don't keep adding fuel to the fire, it will eventually die out. Um, <laughs> many of you know I worked for the railroad, and years ago uh, they had old potbelly coal stoves on, on, uh, on the cabooses. And you'd have to keep throwing coal in there to keep that caboose warm. And I remember one time at, uh, I, they'd show you how to pack that on one side at night. They'd push that coal up on one side so it would just stay warm. And then when the day, the next day came, you could just stir it a little bit and it'd fan into flame. Well, I let that stove go out. <laughs> uh, I won't tell you what uh, the conductor said to me that next morning because it was very cold. But the, the truth of the matter is we had to keep stoke, stoking that flame, throwing fire on or coal on that fire to keep it going burning hot. And sometimes that, that thing would get so hot that it would cause the, the stove itself to burn red all the way up the stack. It's a wonder we didn't burn the caboose down. But, but we have to do that with our love for Christ. We have to keep him first and foremost. God, I love you and I want to serve you, but you can't serve him properly with passion unless you uh, have him as your first love. It must be the preeminent thing in your life. Ask yourself tonight, do I have a passion to love? It's one thing to love him, but do you have a passion to love? Because it's, it's real easy to love people that love you. It's real easy to love people that do right around you. But can you love your enemies and pray for those that spitefully use you? Ooh, that's hard. That's hard for me sometimes. Because you want to lash out and you want to say, why are they doing such and such? Because they're blind. Because they're lost. How many of you know we all need that Savior? Ask yourself tonight, do you have a passion to serve? Well, I don't have to do anything anymore. Listen. We can all do something. We can all pray. If you're flat of your back tonight on a bed somewhere, you can be praying. One of the greatest things you can do is pray for the lost and pray for the church and pray that we'd have the strength and the courage to go forth in this day, to stand up to all the adversity that's coming our way in this nation. So do you have courage or a passion to, uh, to serve? How about a passion for the lost? How about a passion for the lost? Jesus came to save the lost. We should go out and save the lost. We have many. Listen, part of that is praying for them. Part of that is witnessing to them. Part of that is just loving on people that are unlovable sometimes. Another one is we just talked about a passion to pray, especially in the times that we're living in today. A passion to pray that our nation would be turned around, that there would be an awakening uh, go across this land, that we get on our knees and pray for our president and those in authority, how we need good authority in this nation, in Jesus' name, and passion to give. Give your finances, give yourself, give it all that you have, amen, to keep the gospel going forth. Can you say like the psalmist tonight, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for, for you like in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. The thirsty soul is only satisfied in the things of God and through the love of God. How do we rekindle the fires of passion? Well, we have to start somewhere, obviously. Uh, in Psalm 119, verse 10, it says, With our whole heart, what are we to do? We're to seek God with our whole heart. We're to seek him not just part-time, but all times. 
Let our day begin with that. Let our day end with that. We're seeking God. God, what is your will for me today? Where am I to go? What am I to do? What am I to say? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight today. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He will be if you're doing those things. In Psalm 34, it says, with our whole heart, what do we just do? We're to observe God's word. To get in the word of God. And let the word of God be the, uh, the dominant force in our life. Amen? Amen. In Psalm 119.40, with our whole heart, we're to long after God's truth. How many of you know we need truth today like never before? We need the truth out. <laughs> there is so much, um, what do I want to say, untruth going forth today. Wherever you're looking, we need the truth of his word. And the, the Bible says his word is truth. In Psalm 119.69, it says, With our whole heart we're to keep his precepts. In other words, we're to live a life that's pleasing unto him by living a life that's according to the word of God. Amen? Amen. Psalm 119.145, it says, with our whole heart, we're to cry unto the Lord. So we're to, we're to you know, the, the truth of the matter, friends, we can have as much God as we want of him, each one of us. It, you know, the proof of desire is in pursuit, though. Are we pursuing God? Are we stirring the passion that he can place in us? Are we stoking the fires of revival in our own self? Let, let us be like the great missionary Hudson Taylor who said, I saw him, and I sought him. I had him, and I wanted him. Do you want him tonight? He'll give you all that you, you could even desire if you just come after him. To see, to seek, to have, to want. That should be our, that should be our cry tonight. In Romans, the, the 12th chapter in the uh, Passion uh, uh, translation, it says this. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion towards him burning and boiling hot. Boiling hot. Not just a little lukewarm. He, what did Jesus say? I'd rather you be cold than, than, and hot or hot than lukewarm. He doesn't want us lukewarm, lukewarm Christians. It says radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. That's the way we should be tonight. We ought to be on fire for the things of God. Well, I've been a Christian 30, 40 years. So what? <laughs> so have I. And I'm praying that my fires will be burning hot if I, another 30, 40 years if I'm around, that I'll still be uh, aglow with the things of God. Now, tonight, as we get ready to conclude this message, again, I want you to pray. Really commit yourself to pray. Pray for our nation. Pray for the will of God to go forth. Pray for lost to be saved. Uh, we shouldn't be passive, like I said earlier. I like this uh, quote by uh, Charles Spurgeon, probably about 130, 40 years ago now. He was a, a great preacher in the 19th century, Charles H. Spurgeon. It says, pray God to send a few more men with what the Americans call grit in them. Men who, when they know a thing to be right, will not turn away or turn aside or stop. Men who will... Preserve all the more because there are difficulties to meet or foes to encounter. Who stand all the more true to their master because they are oppressed or opposed. I'm sorry. Who the more they are thrust into the fire, the hotter they become. Amen. Who just like the bow, 
the, the, the further the string is drawn, the more powerfully it's, it sends its, forth its arrows. And so the more they are trotting up on, the more mighty they become in the cause of truth against error. This is what we're to do tonight. We're to let our passion, let us be passionate Christians. Let us pray like never before, friends. What would I say if God said to you, it depends on you? <laughs> pray like it uh, depends on that we have to have him with all costs. Because we do. We're looking at the perilous times, my friends. So know this, that he's still for us. He's still doing great mighty things on, in the kingdom. We, Pastor Scott had a great message. If you didn't get to hear that on Sunday about we can, we can thrive in the midst of this, but the truth of the matter is we don't want everybody else to go without. We want everybody else to come to know him. So we have to really pray and seek his face. So let's be passionate Christians. Let's run our race as passionate Christians and hear those words when we hear, when we get to heaven. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You ran your race to the full with endurance and passion. So be blessed tonight. If you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to call the church. We're blessed, believing for your uh, 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 well-being to, to go forth. And we're praying that you would be uh, energized by this message tonight. Be blessed and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.